Word to word meaning by Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Prayena, generally in almost all cases, Deva, O oh my Lord, Munayaha, the great saintly persons, Swa, personal own, Vimukti Kamaha, ambitious for liberation from this material world, Maunam, silently, Charanti, they wander in places like Himalayan forests where they have no touch with the activities of the materialists. Vijani, in solitary places. Na, not. Parārthanistaha, interested in working for others by giving them the benefit of the Krishna Consciousness Movement, by enlightening them with Krishna Consciousness, na, not, etan, these, vihaya, leaving aside, kripanan, fools and rascals, Engage in materialistic activity who do not know the benefit of the human form of life. Vimukse, I desire to be liberated and return home back to Godhead. Ekaha, alone, na, not, anyam. Other, Tvat, but for you, Asya, of this, Sharanam, Shelter, Brahmataha, of the living entity, rotating and wandering throughout the material universes. Anupasya, do I see? Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. My dear Lord Narsimha Deva, I see that there are many saintly persons indeed, but they are interested only in their own deliverance. Not caring for the big cities and towns, they go to the Himalayas or the forest to meditate with vows of silence, Maunavrata. They are not interested in delivering others. As for me, however, I do not wish to be liberated alone, leaving aside all these poor fools and rascals. I know that without Krishna consciousness, without taking shelter of his lotus feet, one cannot be happy. Therefore, I wish to bring them back to shelter at your lotus feet. Purport. This is the decision of the Vaishnava, the pure devotee of the Lord. For himself he has no problems even if he has to stay in this material world because his only business is to remain in Krishna consciousness. The Krishna conscious person can go even to hell and still be happy. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj said, Naivodvijay Paraduratthaya Vaitaranyaha O best of the great personalities, I am not at all afraid of material existence. The pure devotee is never unhappy in any condition of life. This is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam 6.17.28 Narayana Parasarve Nakutaschana Bibhyati Svarga Apavarga Narakeshum Apitulyartha Darshinaha. Devotees solely engage in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, never fear any condition of life. For them, the heavenly planets, liberation, 
and the hellish planets are all the same for such devotees are interested only in the service of the lord wow an exalted platform for a devotee being situated in the heavenly planets and being in the hellish planets are equal for a devotee lives neither in heaven nor in hell but with krishna in the spiritual world the secret of success for the devotee is not understood by the karmis and gyanis karmis therefore try to be happy by material adjustment and gyanis want to be happy by becoming one with the supreme the devotee has no such interest he is not interested in so called meditation in the himalayas or the forest rather his interest is in the busiest part of the world where he teaches people krishna consciousness The Krishna Conscious Movement was started for this purpose. We do not teach one to meditate in a secluded place just so that one may show that he has become very much advanced and may be proud of his so-called transcendental meditation. Although he engages in all sorts of foolish materialistic activity, a Vaishnava like Prahlad Maharaj is not interested in such a bluff of spiritual advancement rather he is interested in enlightening people in krishna consciousness because that is the only way for them to become happy prahlad maharaj says clearly nanyam tvadascha sharanam brahmato nupasye I know that without Krishna consciousness without taking shelter of your lotus feet one cannot be happy one wanders within the universe life after life but by the grace of a devotee a servant of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu one can get the clue to Krishna consciousness and then not only become happy in this world but also return home back to godhead that is the real target in life the members of the krishna conscious movement are not at all interested in so called meditation in the himalayas or the forest where one will only make a show of meditation nor are they interested in opening many schools for yoga and meditation in the cities rather every member of the krishna conscious movement is interested in going door to door to try to convince people about the teachings of bhagavad gita as it is the teachings of lord chaitanya so rather every member of the krishna consciousness movement is interested in going door to door to try to convince people about the teachings of bhagavad gita as it is the teachings of lord chaitanya that is the purpose of the hari krishna movement the members of the krishna conscious movement must be fully convinced that without krishna one cannot be happy thus the krishna conscious person avoids all kinds of pseudo spiritualists transcendentalists meditators monists philosophers and uh, philanthropists ओम ज्ञानतिमीरांदुर्मीलिगुरवे नम श्रीचैतनमनोभीष्टम स्थातूतले स्वयं कदाह्यम ददाती स्वापदाकम वंदेहम श्रीगुरूश्रीयुतपदकमल श्रीगुरून वैष्णवांश साग्रजात सहगना रघुनाथन्वता सजीव साइत सवदूत परजना सहित कृष्ण चैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादगनालिता श्री विशाखान्वता मुखम कौती वाचा पंगुम लंगायते गिरी यहाँ वंदे परमानंदमाधवम द सुप्रीम पर्सनल गॉडेड हेज द फॉर्म ऑफ सचिदानंद विग्रह आई ऑफर मै रेस्पेक्ट to business on to him who turned the dumb into eloquent speakers and enables the lame to cross mountains such is the mercy of the lord हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधु दीनबंधु जगत्पते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते 
तप्तकांचन गौरंगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभो निनंदीयदाधार शिवासादिगौरभक्तरिंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे Translation, my dear Lord Narsimhadev, I see that there are many saintly persons indeed, but they are interested only in their own deliverance. Not caring for the big cities and towns, they go to the Himalayas or the forest and meditate with vows of silence. They are not interested in delivering others. As for me, however, I do not wish to be liberated alone. leaving aside all these poor fools and rascals i know that without krishna consciousness without taking shelter of your lotus feet one cannot be happy therefore i wish to bring them back to shelter at your lotus feet so palat maharaj continues prayers and in this prayer he is trying to differentiate between two types of personalities who take to spiritual path one are the persons who are saintly but they are interested only in their own deliverance therefore such people pralad mara said that swami mukti kama they remain maunam they remain silent but then their they are, what is that they are doing they are in the forest they are in the himalayas they are practicing uh, meditation with vows of silence maunavrata but for their own deliverance whereas the krishna conscious the other person uh, transcendental person is the krishna conscious person who is not interested in his own or her own deliverance but is interested in the deliverance of others and these two categories of people have been uh, classified here in terms of krupana or a brahmana or uh, prabhupad calls them as the ghostyanandis and the bhajananandi so we'll see in short what the ghostyanandi and a bhajananandi is and what a kripana and what a brahmana is the prabhupa starts his purport that this is the decision of the vaishnava that the pure devotee of the lord for himself he has no problems even if he has to stay in this material world because his only business is to remain in krishna consciousness so a devotee of the lord a vaishnava is prepared to stay anywhere is prepared to work in any situation for the pleasure of his spiritual master for the pleasure of the supreme lord in the interest of taking a person to the lotus feet of uh, the supreme lord so when i was uh, getting initiated gurudev called me a day before into his chamber and he said that why do you want to take initiation from me you are born in a vedic culture and look at me i am from a different background better you go elsewhere so we had to beg maharaj that please give us your uh, shelter and then he made a profound statement i'll do my best to take you to the lotus feet of shila prabhupad so this is the mood and mission of krishna consciousness that every devotee makes an attempt to see that uh, persons who are wandering in this material world to lack of krishna consciousness to take them to the lotus feet of the supreme lord and that's possible only when we can take bring them to the lotus feet of shila prabhupad and for this we require conviction that we should be primarily convinced that this the only path which gives uh, 
us happiness and therefore this can be shared with others. That's how Prabhupada concludes the uh, purport. The members of the Krishna conscious movement must be fully convinced that without Krishna one cannot be happy. So the depth of conviction to which we are convinced to that extent, we'll be able to share that conviction with others. If I myself am not convinced about this uh, Krishna consciousness, then I'll never be able to share with others. Just as when we are flying in an aircraft, uh, they say that when, the, when there's a lack of oxygen, first you put the mask for yourself and then uh, do it for others, your family members. So similarly, I should be convinced basically that Krishna consciousness is the only path or is the only process which gives happiness to anyone in this material world and then they, they, are, they can go back home, back to Godhead. If this conviction is not there, then we will never be able to share Krishna consciousness with others. So therefore, thus the Krishna conscious person avoids all kinds of pseudo-spiritualists, transcendentalists, meditators, monists, philosophers and philanthropists. It's important that we avoid such personalities because their goal is for themselves. Whereas a Krishna conscious person's goal is for the liberation of the entire universe. We'll uh, take some examples from uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and then wonderful personalities, uh, our founder Acharya Srila Prabhupada, who have sacrificed their life for the pleasure, for the deliverance of the entire universe. So here, uh, we find that uh, Srila Prabhupada continued, the Krishna consciousness can go, can go even to hell and still be happy. Why? Because he is not concerned about the surroundings. Since he is not living with the surroundings, he is living internally himself in consciousness with the Supreme Lord. And his only desire is how can I serve the Supreme Lord? How can I serve my spiritual master? How can I assist Srila Prabhupada? Because this is the business of ISKCON. ISKCON's business is to spread Krishna consciousness. This is the mood and mission of Srila Prabhupada. Isn't it? The mood and mission of Srila Prabhupada is to spread Krishna consciousness. The mood is that of? What is the mood of Srila Prabhupada? Nityananda, thank you. What else? Compassion, daya. And that compassion translates into his mission. And every corporate world has a mission. Mission implies why do they exist? And the mission of ISKCON, why does ISKCON exist? And the mission of ISKCON is to spread Krishna Consciousness. ISKCON exists to spread Krishna Consciousness. And what is the vision of ISKCON? To make everyone Krishna Conscious. So the mission is to, the, is to spread Krishna Consciousness and the vision is to make everyone Krishna Consciousness. And therefore, we all have the responsibility as the uh, inheritors of this immense wealth from Prabhupada through the lineage to the extent possible for us that we participate in this movement and share Krishna consciousness with others. Deva Prahlad Maharaj said, Naivok Dvije Paraduratyaya Vaitaranya, this in the previous verse, O oh, best of the great personalities, I am not at all afraid of material existence. And such a person is not scared of material existence. Why? I think we have the answer in a simple way in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam where uh, Maitreya Muni is replying to uh, the questions raised by Vidra Mahatma. Vidra Mahatma asked there the question, how is that the living entity who is pure, he is suffering in this material world? And to that 
Maitreya Muni gives a beautiful analogy. And that analogy should always stay with us so that we understand that whatever we are seem to be suffering or whatever turbulences we seem to be uh, encountering in this material world is only because of our identification with the material world. But otherwise, actually we don't seem to be suffering. And there, what is the analogy given there? Anyone remembers? Third canto. Sorry? Not in the mind now. Dream is also a suffering, a kind of suffering and not suffering, both. <laughs> now he gives the example of a moon, quivering of the moon. Moon is somewhere there, but the water as it is, is continuously flowing. And when you look at the reflection of the moon in the water, what do you find? The moon is quivering. But the quivering, is it happening to the moon? And is anything happening to the moon? No, the moon is steady. But the quivering we are observing in water. And that is because of the nature, the material world. The nature is it's always quivering, like water is always flowing. And similarly, the nature is always fluctuating in terms of three modes. And it is natural for the changes to happen. And in those changes, sometimes you feel happy, sometimes you feel unhappy. But actually the soul, like the moon, does not experience anything of this world. Because it is not part of this world. But yet we feel the pain because we identify ourselves with this world. The moment we do not identify with this world like the moon, then the quivering does not impact us, should not impact us. To the extent that we became, we are we're behaving like a moon or we understand that we are the servant of the Lord and in that constitutional situation, we should not be experiencing the pain. Does not mean that the quivering will not be there. This is the nature of the material world. Quivering will be there, but to the extent we identify with the material world, we feel the pain. To the extent we do not identify the material world, then we do not feel the pain. And that example has helped me in my personal life uh, to a I, would, I, I just can't express in words to what extent it has helped me in my personal life when I went through or going through uh, immense financial uh, turbulences in life or emotional uh, turbulences. And I always take the inspiration from that example of Maitre Muni uh, speaking to uh, Vidra Mahatma. So therefore here, the Krishna conscious person can even go to hell and still be happy because he does not experience the quivering. He, does, he is not concerned with what is happening with the external world. Oh, best of the great personalities, I am not at all afraid of material existence. The pure devotees never unhappy in any condition of life. This is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam 6.17.28. Devotees solely engage in the devotion of the Supreme Personality of God. Devotees solely engage in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, never fear any condition of life. For them, the heavenly planets, liberation, and the hellish planets are all the same. For such devotees are interested only in the service of the Lord. We can take the inspiration from, from our Saffron Brigade, the Kumaras of Melbourne Mahaprabhu Mandir, the Brahmacharis, who are solely engaged in the devotion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana, Radha Vallabha, and therefore they should not be having any fear of condition of life. Is it true? No. no? See, there it is. For them, the heavenly planets, 
liberation and the hellish planets are all the same for such devotees are only interested in the search of the Lord. So therefore wherever these Kumaras are, red, Saffron Brigade go, they create auspiciousness there because their only motive, their only mission is to spread Krishna consciousness which is highly selfless service. And how many of us, or how many in Melbourne, I think we are in Melbourne about three and a half, four million population, isn't it? Five. So out of five million, we have only eight Kumaras. And you can see the percentage of, I don't know, what's the percentage, point zero 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 what percentage, who are keeping the uh, sanity in this uh, in, in in Melbourne because they are spreading Krishna consciousness uh, to the best of their ability and pleasing uh, spiritual masters. And what an inspiration to all of us! For such devotees are interested only in the service of the Lord. For a devotee being situated in the heavenly planets and being in the hellish planets are equal, for a devotee lives neither in heaven nor in hell but with Krishna in the spiritual world. So therefore it is the consciousness which makes the difference. A person who is Krishna conscious then for him or for her, it doesn't matter whether the person is in the hellish planets or in the uh, heavenly planets because their happiness is not derived from the external circumstances. Their happiness is to please the Supreme Lord. Their happiness is to please the spiritual master. I think we have the other example uh, in Bhagavatam where King Puru uh, gives up his youth for the pleasure of his father, uh, King Yayati. When King Yayati was cursed by his father-in-law Sukracharya and to become an old person, father says that, I'm, look, can somebody give me uh, their youth? And amongst all the children, it's only Puru who gives uh, his youth to the pleasure of his father. And therefore, Father Yayati was so happy that he enters the kingdom to Puru. And therefore, you have the Puru dynasty, which later on becomes Kuru dynasty, in which you have the exalted uh, Pandavas appear. And Maitreya Muni, uh, there glorifies uh, Vidura Mahatma for uh, appearing in such a family. And he says that the entire Puru dynasty has been uh, elevated because of your appearance in that dynasty. So similarly here we have our uh, Saffron Brigade which has given up their personal life, their sac they've sacrificed their lives for the pleasure of the spiritual master, for the pleasure of Srila Prabhupada, for the pleasure of Radha Vallabha. So therefore uh, such people are not living in this world. They're so therefore it doesn't matter whether they are in the hellish conditions or whether they are in the heavenly conditions. But on the contrary, the secret of the, this success of the devotee is not understood by an ordinary persons. Why ordinary persons? Even Gyanis Prabhupada makes the statement here, cannot understand. Karmil therefore try to be happy by material adjustment. So a fruitive person, what does he do or she does? Trying to work and work and work, make some money and think that the person is enjoying life. But person does not understand that Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 7.14 Daiviyesha gunamai gunamaya duratyaya mamevaye prabhadhyante mayam etam tarantite that this divine energy of mind consisting of three modes of material nature is difficult to overcome but those who have surrendered onto me can easily cross beyond it. 
So people do not understand that the only way to have a better life here in this material world and then after we leave is to serve or to surrender to the Supreme Lord. If that does not happen, they suffer now and they suffer in the future. But this is not known. Therefore, karma, therefore, try to be happy by material, some adjustments. And when we ask this question uh, in the university to students, that what is their goal in life? Their only answer seems to be saying that making money. Somehow complete the degree, get a job and make money. And seem, apparently seem to be enjoying the life because the higher taste is not known. But I was also in that situation. It's not that I'm an exception. I'm sure all of us who are the first generation of migrants to Australia have seen the MCG Stadium and then other greenery parks while in India seeing the screen. And then we have come here with a mission of making big money. But somewhere along the line, fortunate uh, that we have come in contact with a devotee and then the life has undergone a change. For some of them, the life has undergone a permanent change and therefore they have taken to saffron robes. Whereas for others, we are trying to do our best within our means to assist the saffron robe and others uh, in Krishna Consciousness. So the devotee has no such interest. He is not interested in so-called meditation in the Himalayas or the forest. Rather his interest is in the busiest part of the world. And this we find that in uh, His Holiness Radhana Swami Maharaj's uh, journey back home, uh, he describes he meets so many yogis, so many uh, sages uh, in his journey in the Himalayas and in other places. And Maharaj says that he was inspired by them, but he could not take to their path. It's only when Maharaj met Srila Prabhupada, uh, then he was inspired and he became uh, a Krishna conscious monk or uh, an inspiring personality to entire Mumbai and to the world. So that, that shows uh, that person can receive inspiration or person can understand the real goal only when the person meets a Krishna conscious person not otherwise. So Deva Prabhupada says that such a person is not interested in so-called meditation in the Himalayas, the forest. Rather his interest is in the busiest part of the world where he teaches people Krishna consciousness. So that is the mission of uh, that should be the mission of all the uh, Krishna conscious members. If we want to call ourselves as the members of Krishna conscious movement, as Prabhupada says that all the members of the Krishna consciousness movement are interested in spreading Krishna consciousness, it means that if we want to be called as members of Krishna consciousness, then we should participate in this movement. If we are not able to do it to the best of our ability, uh, then Prabhupada says, we should understand, Prabhupada seems to be indicating that we are not members, which is a very strong statement, isn't it? Having come to Krishna Consciousness, he says, you are not a member of Krishna Consciousness. Why? Because you are not doing our duty. What is our duty? Is the legacy we are inheriting the mood and mission of Srila Prabhupada. I often say in the classes that a person in Mumbai, especially, I'm sorry if someone is a Marwadi, uh, typical Marwadi from, in Mumbai, his grandparents have sold the dabbas, boxes, and his father sold, uh, sold the boxes, and he also sells his boxes, and he passes on that legacy to his children, and children also send the boxes. So therefore the family is called the dabba family. So similarly, Iskon also, our grandfather, 
Srila Prabhupada, modern mission was to spread Krishna consciousness, then our parents, our spiritual masters, our senior Vaishnavas, their mission is to extend that mission of Srila Prabhupada. And now it is coming to our generation that we too should participate in this movement to spread Krishna consciousness. This is our legacy. And if we do not participate in this legacy, uh, then there is something wrong in the way in which we are practicing or doing our sadhana. We have not understood the mood of Srila Prabhupada. We have not understood the essence of Krishna consciousness. So the Krishna consciousness movement was started for this purpose. Srila Prabhupada emphasizes again that the purpose of ISKCON is to spread Krishna consciousness. We do not teach one to meditate in a secluded place just so that one may show that he has become very much advanced and may be proud of his so-called transcendental meditation. Although he engages in all sorts of foolish meditation activity, so although he engages in all sorts of foolish meditation activity, so such a person is called Krupana and there is a Krupana and a Brahmana. A Krupana is a miserly person and a Brahmana is a liberal person. A Krupana does not understand one's own or his own uh, benefit or his own, uh, how do we say, his own goodness, what is good for the person and therefore foolishly tries to engage in activities. And to reach out to such people, one has to be creative, one has to be innovative, apply whatever we have learned in our schools, in our colleges, in our education, to somehow see that they are engaged in Krishna consciousness. Instead of engaging them in Krishna consciousness, we are more worried about the result of that uh, activity, then we lose the path, we lose the goal. We try to think that, oh, I've, I've spoken so many times to this person, I've given so much of prasadam, but yet this person is not becoming Krishna conscious. And I can give well, an example from my own life that when we were in Glen Waverly, we were close to one family. Even now we are very close to that family, highly intellectual family. The uh, friend, he is the, he's a doctorate in microbiology and the dean of uh, Delhi University. He was in the IIT, currently he is in uh, Delhi University, the dean. And his wife, she is a uh, doctorate again in physics and works as a senior project leader in Telstra. So they were our neighbors for fairly, I think for three years. And since it's now for the last 15 years, we have been in contact with them. And every time we go to the, in that direction to Glen Waverly, we take some Mahaprasadam and go and give it to them. And when we were in Glen Waverly, we were inviting them to uh, Bhakti Ruksha classes. But they have not changed. They continue to be uh, in their own world. So much so that now they have taken to the impersonal path. But then, if I'm attached to the result of the activity that we have been giving them Mahaprasad, especially the rasgulla and the brown sweet, whenever I come here, I'm going the direction, I pick up a couple of them and go there, give to their family. Their son is a doctor and we give them, and whenever it's possible, we try to tell them, but nothing has changed apparently, but I'm sure Krishna is giving them uh, the path, maybe not in this life, maybe not in next life, maybe after ten lives, but they eventually will come back to Krishna consciousness, because knowingly or unknowingly, they are accumulating that bhakti unmukha, or the sukriti they are. So therefore, if we are not attached to the result, we continue to do what we can do, in terms of giving Krishna consciousness to a person, a time will come in their life, which time, what time, we do not know, but the person will become Krishna conscious. So the Krishna, 
we do not teach want to meditate in a secluded place. Yeah. Although he engaged in all sorts of foolish materialistic activity, a Vaishnava like Prahlad Maharaj is not interested in such a bluff of spiritual advancement. And so therefore, who is a Vaishnava? Whom do we call as a Vaishnava? Yeah, we find that the definition is uh, progressively uh, increasing. Someone who, I think this appears in Chaitanya Charitamrita, someone who chants Krishna's name even once, he is called a Vaishnava. So therefore, if we can make a person chant at least once Hare Krishna, uh, then the person has become a Vaishnava. So therefore, that stays, that consciousness stays with the person uh, for time immemorial. Or someone uh, who is considered to be a superior Vaishnava, where in Chaitanya Chaitanya 16.72, it says a person who is always chanting the holy name of the Krishna is a superior Vaishnava and your duty is to serve his lotus feet. How many of you chant continuously Hare Krishna? Saffron Brigade must be chanting. <laughs> oh, that, thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some devotees chanting continuously, either on the counter or on the chanting beat, or even if nothing is there, their lips are moving. So they have, he, such a person is called a superior Vaishnava. And who is a topmost Vaishnava? Someone who is present, the topmost Vaishnava is he or she whose very presence makes others chant the name of Krishna. Such a Vaishnava is superior to all others, Madhyalila 16.74. So that's where we find the inspiration from the Saffron Brigade. That the moment you see them, you say, well, I'm wearing one colored dress, they are wearing another colored dress, there must be something separate, something different. And then we inquire from them, why is that you're wearing this color? People coming from Indian background, because they know that why these people wear this color. And then immediately say, Nanda was <laughs> Please bless us. And then the gradations continue uh, about the Vaishnavas. So a Vaishnava like Prahlad Maharaj is not interested, so rather is interested. So Prahlad Maharaj says clearly, Nanyam Tvadasya Sharanam Brahmato Nupasya. I know that without Krishna consciousness, without taking shelter of your lotus feet, one cannot be happy. One wanders within the universe life after life, but by the grace of a devotee, a servant of Sri Krishna Chaitanya, one can get the clue to Krishna consciousness and then not only become happy in this world, but also return home back to Godhead. So this is the consciousness of a devotee, a servant of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And we find in the example of Vasudeva Datta, uh, even a stage uh, ahead of this or beyond this because he said, what did he say? That he wants to take the sin of all, the entire universe so that the universe is delivered. He, will, he, he wants to stay back here till the entire universe is delivered. And what is the reply of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? He says that you need not, you are, the very, the fact that you have desired that, he says, is done. So the entire universe got delivered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because of the intention of Vasudeva Datta. And we have other wonderful examples also. Can anyone think of another example where the devotee said that, let me have the sins of the entire world. Let me suffer, uh, but they should be delivered. Sorry? Yeah, Bhakti Tirtha Swami. It was said that Bhakti Tirtha Swami prayers were so intense, 
for taking on the sins of others. I was just going through uh, for this class. It said that he prayed about 10 days before August 14, 2004 to take the sins of others so that they are delivered and he can take their suffering. And in 10 days time that he contracted the cancer. Bhakti Swami expressed surprise at the efficacy of his prayer and the ensuing cancer, explaining on August 14, 2004, so here in like 10 days, I have this accelerated tumor, I have sugar diabetes, I get the operation, then I have cancer. So within 10 days of his prayer, uh, Maharaj contracted uh, the cancer. Till then, I believe everything was clear. And Maharaj left the body with melanoma cancer on June 27, uh, 2005. So after August to June, about 10 months, Maharaj, uh, he, I believe the cancer is so painful, so painful, it is difficult for us to comprehend. And yet Maharaj did not take any uh, anesthetic uh, drugs or medicine so that his consciousness is clear uh, at the last moments of his departure. If one wants to hear much about Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj, please hear the lecture of His Holiness Radhana Swami Maharaj he gave after Bhakti Tirtha Swami Maharaj left this world. I think he gave the lecture was almost to eight or nine hours continuously. Four and a half hours? Okay. Four and a half hours. And then similarly we have Maharaj Rantidevak in the ninth canto, 21st chapter, 12th verse. He says, I do not pray to the Supreme Personality of Godhead for the eight perfect perfections of mystic yoga, nor for salvation from repeated birth and death. I want only to stay among all the living entities and suffer all distresses on their behalf so that they may be freed from suffering. What an exalted consciousness that let all the calamities come to me, let me take all the sins on their behalf and let them become free, let them return back home, back to Godhead. And Bhakti Vinod Thakur, writing the comment on uh, Vasudev Datta, there he says that Vasudev Datta is many times greater than even, anyone remembers? Jesus Christ. He says that Jesus Christ said that I'll deliver all my followers. Whereas Vasudev Datta, he was not speaking about any followers. He, is, he wanted to deliver the whole universe and he wanted to take their sins. Such, a, such is the uh, gloriousness of a Vaishnava, an exalted Vaishnava like Vasudev Datta. And so by the grace, one can get the clue to Krishna consciousness and then not only become happy in this world, but also return home back to Godhead. That is a real target in life. The members of Krishna consciousness movement are not at all interested in so-called meditation in the Himalayas, nor are they interested in opening many schools for yoga and meditation cities. Rather, every member of the Krishna movement is interested in going door to door to try to convince people about the teachings of Bhagavad Gita as it is the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. So this is the mission of Krishna consciousness. So in conclusion, what is that we can derive from the uh, from this verse? Well, brigade is different. Orange brigade or saffron brigade is different. They have already taken to this conviction. But I am a grihastha. What can I do? What can I take from this uh, verse? Is my Tan, my man, my dhan, my words, my body, my words, my consciousness, my money, I should use in Krishna consciousness. And when can I do that? When my sadhana is good. 
when my sadhana is good, when I do my chanting properly, when I follow my regulatory principles properly, then I get that conviction. That conviction that Krishna consciousness is the only process that gives happiness and that happiness can be radiated to others. And what a wonderful time we are entering. In two days time, we are starting the Damodara, uh, the offering of lamp, both morning and evening. And this is the time when we can inspire uh, ourselves to start with and then inspire others to offer the lamp, recite the Damodara prayers and whatever and the benefit they derive as Jayapatak Swami Maharaj says that you cannot estimate because that's the holy month, Kartik month and it's like on Boxing Day, the, the shop owners, they give deep discount. So Mara says it's a deep discount. You do a little bit of service on that day, during that period, then the, the benefit gets multiplied uh, so many times. I think Mara says thousand times uh, it gets benefited. So therefore, uh, we take this opportunity to once again rededicate ourselves to uh, the lotus feet of our spiritual masters, to the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada, to the lotus feet of Radha Vallabha, Gaurnita, Jagannath Baldeva and remain focused in Krishna consciousness. Yeah, I think it's nine o'clock. Then we need to stop the session. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Vanchakalpataro bischakrupa sindubhyayi vichapatitana pavane bhyo vaishnave bhyo namon. Any comment, any questions? Yes, Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the nice class. As, uh, one thing that I always wondered about Vasudhidatta and also Bhakti Tirtha Swami, when they're talking about or when they're praying to take the sins of all the conditioned souls, uh, why do they pray to take the sins of those conditioned souls? Because Krishna says that that you know he can he can take away everyone's sins, and if devotees just pray to just take those sins away, then Krishna can as well do that, right? So why do they have to take it on themselves? Yeah, you can say that one way is to glorify the uh, the devotee. It's the devotee's consciousness, and in in Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that you don't have to take the sins to Vasudeva Datta. The fact that you have that desire, uh, therefore they'll become they'll be delivered because they'll become Vaishnavas and they'll be delivered. That's how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives that answer to that question. But at the same time, here in the case of uh, Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj, that he has, he has contracted the problem because of his, that showed the reciprocation of the Supreme Lord as well to the person. That you have a desire and that desire being fulfilled, it Apparently, Maharaj has had that problem and therefore left the body, but we can take it on a higher level that Prabhupada is calling him for a different mission and therefore this was only a pretext, this was only a reason uh, for Maharaj to leave this world and join Srila Prabhupada uh, to continue the uh, movement. So we can find many answers can be given. Yes, Prabhu. Do you agree with that or do you have anything? No. About yes, Prabhu. I was going to say, I think it's also coming from their, like, their deep felt compassion for the suffering of others and they just want to take it on themselves because they don't want to see other people going through it. Yeah. It's their compassion. Otherwise, how many of us are willing to take somebody's problem? We are not willing to take our own problem, let alone others' problem. <laughs> we, if we have a problem, we want to just shift the problem to someone else. But here are the uh, souls who want to take others' problem and they say, well, you go back home, back to God. I'll stay here till I, uh, everyone is delivered. It is it's beyond our 
an ordinary person's imagination. <laughs> Therefore, their presence makes so auspicious, uh, so glorious, because a selfish person smells fish. Selfish, stinking, but a selfless person spreads fragrance. Everyone loves to be in their company, their association. And that association is contagious. And therefore we also become selfless, Krishna conscious. Yes, Mataji. Even in hell, a devotee can live in the spiritual path. How can we understand like See, hellish or heavenly planets is from our perspective, from our material vision. But for a spiritualist, it doesn't make any difference because he is like a moon. He doesn't quiver uh, with the outside circumstances. He has nothing to do with that. His business is there to only spread Krishna consciousness. His consciousness is so high that I am servant of Krishna and Krishna feels happy. That's what Krishna says in the 18th chapter of Bhagavad Gita where he says, Manusheshu Priyakrittamaha that uh, that person is very dear to me uh, who spreads this knowledge, who shares this knowledge, my message. And therefore that gives the happiness. When Krishna is happy, what more does the soul need, the jiva needs? You think that Krishna will be happy and makes us unhappy? No. It's not, these two are not possible. That Krishna is happy that you are unhappy. That doesn't work. So, Krishna is always happy, but uh, devotees, sometimes they are unhappy. The unhappiness is because when the person identifies with the quivering of the material world. But a pure devotee is never unhappy. You can see in the life of Srila Prabhupada, the, the difficulties Prabhupada had faced from the materialistic perspective at every stage of his life in trying to spread Krishna consciousness. So much so that his own God brothers, uh, they refused to help him. But was he disappointed? Was he, uh, did he feel discouraged to sp spread Krishna consciousness? No. At any time Prabhupada said, uh, he was never unhappy. He said, well, I, I, I have the order of my spiritual master. I follow that order. Hell or heaven doesn't matter. Thank you. Hi Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the wonderful class. Prabhu, you mentioned how devotees are always happy whether they're in hell or whether they're in heaven because they always want to serve and preach about the Lord. But Prabhu, still we always have a desire to personally serve Lord Krishna, physically serve Him in Goloka. So is this desire a selfish desire or is it okay to desire like this sometimes? Serving Krishna in Goloka Vrindavan or serving Krishna here, it is not considered to be uh, a selfish desire, but it is a natural desire of the jiva because you are the servant of Krishna. And that consciousness is natural. And we want to serve Krishna only in Goloka Vrindavan and not here is not typically the consciousness of a pure soul. Because we are trying to differentiate that world to this world. Whereas a pure jiva, uh, he is only thinking that how can I please Krishna? That is only his business. And how can I please my spiritual master? That's only his business. And in that consciousness, the person is happy there or person is happy here. And the desire is considered to be selfless. Yeah? Thank you, Prabhuji. But I'll ask a question. Vasudev Datta has prayed for the deliverance of the entire universe. And he'll take the sins. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, 
done. So then the entire universe must have become empty. But the universe is not empty, we are all still here. How do we understand this? Sorry? No, when Vasudatta has asked, when he, he prayed that let the uh, suffering of the entire universe be transferred to me, I'll, I'll incur that sin and let them become freed, let them return back home, back to Godhead. The very desire of such a pure devotee, because that has come from the core of his heart, it is not uh, mimicking or it is an artificial coming from the lip service. It's coming from the core of his heart and understanding uh, his consciousness. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, done. So therefore, the entire universe has become empty, should have become empty without any living entities. So whether the... Has, whether Srila, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is uh, saying that the done, is it true or false or how do we understand that? Think about it. And we can say that yes, the universe was emptied and filled up once again. Because there are jivas, innumerable jivas, and therefore uh, the universe was filled up again. How long would it take for the Lord to fill up the universe? He'll fill up just like that. Maybe we were not there at that time when Vasudhattha prayed, and therefore we are here. Srila Prabhupada ki jai.